Y'all ready to settle down and get with this? we start these things people get ready everybody get ready <laughs> one life mama is back she's back <laughs> nailed it nailed crushed it. it i like that a lot better can we try a like a clapping intro sort of like um we are the champions yeah we are we are back 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 one Life Mama is back, and we have been gone for just under a minute. And by that, I mean about 10 months. 10 months. So Give or, si- give or take about 10 give months. Give or take about 10 <laughs> months. So let's tell the you know all of our, our fans, all, what, 17 of them, um, what happened to us in our journey as podcasters. I would like to include that none of those 17 listeners include my family. I recently was making a comment about us podcasting and every single one of them, though I've sent them the link various times and they love you all with these just completely blank faces said, you guys podcast like cool. Thanks for listening, fam. I know. Uh, we have been gone for 10 months. Um, because 10 months ago I met my now husband, Jesse. Yeah, you did. Went on a blind date. Blind date makes marriage. Um, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. It's a great side story. It is. We went on a blind date, met each other. And then I grabbed tacos with Morgan afterwards. And all, you know, next thing you know, we're married. (laughs) It's basically like, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, yeah. So between all of the, like, you know, being wooed and falling in love and getting engaged and planning a wedding all in under about 10 months, there was not a ton of time for vanity podcast projects. <laughs> well, okay. I don't think we're that vain. <laughs> we mostly just enjoy laughing at each other and ourselves. Amen, sister. <laughs> I mean, Amen. How vain could that be really? We just enjoy listening to ourselves talk about our own jokes we mostly already know about <laughs> each other. <laughs> Sounds perfectly healthy to me. Yeah. <laughs> perfectly. Ooh. To start this journey correctly, we should probably introduce ourselves. Let's do um, it. Just like old times, shall we? <laughs> just like the just, ancient days. <laughs> just like the olden times of 2016, which seems like a lot of life ago. Um, but I'm Morgan Cogswell. And this is Gracie Fisher Pilkington. Gracie Pilkington. Gracie Fisher Pilkington. New last name. What's up? And this is One Life Mama. <laughs> Because we've been gone, we are going to talk about what took us away, which is dating. Yes. Which is a great problem to have. It is. And, you know, you are a living and breathing example of when dating goes right. (laughs) Just like doing all the right things. Making all the right googly eyes and look at you, baby girl, got a ring on a finger. I believe that last time we were podcasting, you told me that you were going to teach me how to do the three-step 
Uh, is it three steps of how to attract a male? <laughs> it's the four step the four process. Steps, the four it's step fours. process. You were going to teach me that. Nay, had we any idea that I would not need those four steps. The the student has become the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I use no steps. I think that my husband is was just like very excited when he met me because yeah. I asked him, he asked me to coffee and I said, I did not want to do that, but I would love to go and get an afternoon beer. <laughs> and I basically think that's why he proposed to me. Yeah. He's like, this girl is the coolest. I have got to lock it down. So when we tell people our story that we met on a blind date, it's pretty shocking to them. Like it's a very shocking idea, which I think is so interesting because yeah. in this day and age and in this society, it's such a rarity for someone to meet on a blind date instead of online or instead right. of through mutual friends. Like which a is, real old fashioned blind date. Yeah. Like somebody set you up. Right. A and human person. A human, two human people. Two human people set human you people. up, not an app, which is awesome and fascinating to me. Yeah. Which I think is interesting because, you know, if someone really knows you well, I think it could really, really work if someone knows both parties well. Right. That exact same person who set me up with my now husband had also set me up with this guy who ended up being terrible. I tend to refer to him as Blind Date Dan. Mm. Um, oh, yes. Do you remember Blind yes, Date Dan? Blind Date Dan. Yeah, he had just gotten his what degree a to be like... a miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had just gotten his degree to be a, I don't can't remember, a psychologist, counselor, something. Mm. We, on all of our dates, talked about personality theory, and I was made to take personality tests <laughs> on these dates. So it was kind of like wow. going to free counseling, but also then this like dude who was very serious was like, I don't really want to meet your friends. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's terrible. That's why you're not even supposed to be friends with your counselor, let alone date them. I know, like blind date Dan. Too intimate. Um, but so you guys did not talk about your personality tests on your dates with your now husband, Jesse. No, no, no. We didn't talk about personality tests. We talked about beer and, and uh, like silly things and tacos and, and laughing and laughing and didn't, jokes. Didn't and you have a refried beans stain on your shirt yeah. during that whole time too? That's so a it, really important detail. Okay, I feel like super low expectations for this blind date because in this world and in this day and age, how many, how often do you go on a blind date and it turns out to be even remotely a good prospect? In my experience, zero times. Okay. <laughs> Let's begin with that. Straight stat. up with a zero. Yes. So I'm, I decided to go on this blind date and I wore like a, like a t-shirt that I think I had worn the day before. <laughs> I'm pretty confident I had eaten refried beans, hopefully the day before, <laughs> because I had refried bean stain on my shirt. I mean, not like a huge one, right? but like I'm there not, were some remnants. There were some remnants. Um, I didn't really brush my hair. I just was rolling in like a casual hang. You were just keeping the expectations low. Yeah. And just like trying to be cool but not too cool and like have yeah. a good time you know well needless to say we really hit it off when jesse went to the bathroom i looked down at myself <laughs> and regretted all of my choices <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm like i didn't even really try to look like a lady <laughs> in any way i'm really regretting these stains on my shirt um also, as soon as he came back from the bathroom, he didn't end up asking my age. And when I told him I was 27, he exclaimed out loud at normal bar, you're old, <laughs> which uh, I said, that's so rude. That's Shut up. And he was like, no, I just thought you were going to be this 
you know, 22 year old girl, I'm really excited. You're not my sister's age. Yeah. Cause Jesse was 30. Yeah. So, he met, I gosh, been, if I want to live in a world where when somebody says you're old, it's like a, a magical compliment. compliment. Well, we live in this never, never land town where everyone's 21 yeah. and then plus us. And I think that getting older, I'm really by the enjoying minute. being in my late upper early um, premature middle age. Right. And so depending on when you die. Yeah. You know, that's how you. Yes. You know, what is middle age? But if unless you know when you're dying. Yeah. Sorry, this took a that took a turn. It always does with you. I know. I know. I try. Dark, musty woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's why we fell off the face of the earth. I fell off the face of the earth and I just grabbed Morgan and took her with me. I made her go to many dinner parties and hang. And then eventually our wedding. Um, Which was so fun. Yeah. The good thing that everyone needs to know is that I have basically married the male version of Morgan. I mean, my <laughs> husband is the male version of Morgan. They He's like great. dance the is same. Is that weird they for me to the say same. that? <laughs> They're like super good friends. They start rapping together. They have all the same memories. It's uh, it's actually kind of weird. You were my training wheels. Yeah. I was just, listen. And was, you're my trampoline. And you're my bounce house. Gosh, this is like and a country. Pony. This is a country song, just waiting to be done written. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to say it's just cool that a blind date works. Um, it which gives me a lot of hope. It gives me it gives me quite some hope. Um, that means though that my friends are going to have to like start meeting interesting people so they can set me up with them. Morgan, what is it that you're telling everyone as? Like their prize if they oh, introduce you to your okay. potential husband the or future husband? The prize is if you are responsible for setting me up with my future husband, you get to name our first child whatever you want. <laughs> I love that you are prematurely agreeing that your husband will agree with you on allowing such yeah, a prize I mean, to be given away. <laughs> It's how I know that he'll be the one is if he agrees to go with the craziness of this terrible idea um a good friend of mine uh my one of my coworkers, is determined to win not because he cares about me but because he really wants me to have a child named archibald merchant berry male or female <laughs> oh female <laughs> which little archie um you know great one comics can, one can only terrible hope. lady name one can only hope that this will happen well i will say that you've incited a fury and a fire amongst us you know, to introduce it, you to it's, someone. it's, it's the, it's the survivor, um, reality TV show mentality. You dangle that million dollars in front of people and they'll eat bugs. <laughs> they will. They'll do it. They'll be crazy. Again, right? a really dark turn. <laughs> but um, but, but yeah. the, al- the alternative to that is online dating, which you and I both did a little bit of. Right. Um, you know. Right. And, and. You know, I, I still think that is like a possibility of something to maybe try. Um, I just get very weird about not knowing anything about someone. In the age of information, I need all the deeds. Okay. You know? Or, and might I beg the, this question, do you know too much about them without knowing them? It's so true. It's so, that is so true because if you just met someone like in a bar or out at the park, you wouldn't know anything about them except like what they look like and what they're wearing. Yeah. And maybe that they own a dog or maybe they just know someone who owns a dog because they're walking around with a dog. That's all you know. 
And now with the with the age of the apps and all of these things, it's like I know everything that you think is important to tell me, which is kind of scary. So needless to say, just well, get a little nervous about it. That one night that one night that we did Tinder two years ago <laughs> <laughs> and drink wine on the porch. You know, oh. there was what was that guy's name in Atlanta who seemed really cool? Oh. Will, 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 Will from Atlanta. Will from Atlanta, who was Tinder into, Will. Tinder Will, who was into curling, which I thought was super interesting. What's curling? You know, that ice sport, the mm-hmm. Olympic ice sport that they like have the little brooms and they like, like on the ice and they like. You basically sweep up for a sport. You kind of sweep. It's like the OCD sport of the Olympics. Yeah, except it's like. Okay, everyone. There are massive dust piles. Who can get the most dust gets the gold medal. Tinder will. <laughs> um, no, you're like on the ice and you have like this little kettle thing that like looks like a kettle. You know what I'm talking about. And they have the little brooms and. I don't know. I'm usually not watching curling during the Olympics. I'm usually pretty sucked into the stories about someone who's like missing three legs, but they still made it to the Olympics but and they I'm crying. be curling athletes and you're missing out on like a whole thing. I know. You know, but anyways, apparently there's a curling league in Atlanta and this guy, Tinder Will, was a part of it. And he was actually like, he was kind of interesting dude. And uh, we kind of went back and forth um, on this app and we were having a grand old time, drinking wine on the porch, talking to Tinder Will, having a good time, laughing about sports and curling and just fun. And then nothing. Just like a void. What could have been? What could have been if anyone in Atlanta knows a boy named Will who's into curling, which Such I do a narrow not demographic. <laughs> is very many people. Um, I, you know, I'm still interested. I wonder if there's such thing as a missed connections where someone intentionally missed you, you know, like, hey, you chose to miss <laughs> me, but I miss you. Will you come and not miss me? Oh, gosh, that is like that's like the sad version of my life playing out with like. No. John Williams music playing in the background and like Hillary Swank is playing me. I just, that's what I imagine. <laughs> wow. So more Again, <laughs> took a dark turn. It's this always is, a dark turn when it goes to Hillary Swank. Yeah. Playing you in the role of your life. Here's the thing. Online dating can be amazing. It also can be very terrible. Right. And it can be both ends of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. And very, you know, very seldom do you meet someone who's had a very median experience of online dating. Right. I did have a friend recently who's been on tons of online dates. Uh-huh. And I she said this and I was like, this is this is great. She said, you know, if I go down single, it has not been without a fight. Oh, yes. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. She dove she into is the fishbowl tank. In the legwork to get in that fishbowl tank and sort through them fishes and yeah. like hopefully come up with a winner. She's like a siren. She's like a mermaid. Yes. Swimming around with Swimming her. Swimming around. Red hair. She's blonde, but yes. <laughs> you, <laughs> yes. I went with the traditional view <laughs> of a mermaid. <laughs> Proverbially speaking, she is the Ariel of oh. the sea. <laughs> She's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Again, taking weird turns. Um, but, you know, all this, like, talk about online dating and it, it, you and I were talking about that article we read about in the New York Times about this couple that tried out the 36 questions um, of how uh, the you... New York Times, the 36 questions. Yeah. I believe the title more specifically was 
something to the effect of 36 questions to make you fall in love. Yes. Which does pique the interest, you know. Uh, I think it's one of their most read articles. And I oh, think it has to I be. think personally, I think I've read it 75 times. Like every time before I like I see a boy that I think is cute, I'm like, what are those questions? I'm gonna trick him into <laughs> answering them and then he'll fall in love with me forever. <laughs> Who's the siren now? Oh, what? Ariel. <laughs> Ariel, I am Ariel. Mo- Morgan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello, my name is Morgan. I'm here for this date. That's what I've been doing wrong. I just haven't well, been mermaid enough. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Write it on your mermaid. Be or on your <laughs> on your mirror. Be more mermaid. Be the mermaid. Be the yes. mermaid. But these questions, you can Google them. It's you know. It's a, it's a list. It's divided into three sections. It is. We are going to try and answer questions to each other. We're going to interview each other because Morgan is kind of exactly like my husband, just with like long hair and a real pretty smile and a great personality and a sexy hot bod and single. And a girl. And a girl. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I was trying to make a little like... Yeah, you were doing a a little little flash, a little promo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't see me right now, but I'm dancing. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling it. I'm doing it, doing it, doing it. Um, Yeah. Sorry. Section one is like fun, interesting questions. Section two gets a little bit deeper. It's like, how do you feel about your relationship with your mom? And so each question progressively gets more and more and more deep until I think mm-hmm. the last question is something pretty... Inc- what is the last question? The last question. The last question. The 36th question. By the time you ask this question, you are in love with this person. And it says, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Also, ask your partner to reflect back to you how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. Okay, so that's basically like a vulnerable entry point. And right. can you imagine on your first date going through all these questions and landing at a place where you're inviting someone into your personal right. issue? Well, the question 35 right above that is, of all the people in your family, whose death would you find most disturbing and oh, why? Oh, man. I mean, this is like, <laughs> My first <own>. of all... <laughs> <laughs> me <laughs> mine this, year um, I'm this is to a very to be less selfish this is a serious date but it, it but it starts out in a more lighthearted place which yeah. is i think well, we should ask each other the first couple questions because they're kind of funny okay um and then maybe some lucky listener will fall in love with the dulcet tones of my voice okay don't ask me that mommy question because my mom kicked me out of girl scouts when she was the leader and i'm not ready to visit that topic with you it's still hot on the books with my counselor. that is a podcast for another day because my mom was also my girl scout leader but i did not get kicked out i thrived <laughs> i thrived that's really rude i'm gonna it's true um we can talk about that another time but or, or never talk about it. No, we will talk about it. Um, I'm sure you were great at selling Girl Scout cookies too. Just um, Braggy McBraggerson <laughs> over there. I sold 98 boxes. 98. That's chump change. <laughs> All right, hit me with that question All number right, one. New the York first, Times. First 36. question from the New York Times. 36 questions. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Dead or alive? It doesn't say, but you can. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with alive. Sure, yeah, that's more fun. Okay, yeah, usually that's more any fun. single person in in who's alive on this planet right mm-hmm. now. Oh, this is a tough one because you want to seem interesting, right? Also, not like you read uh, USS US Weekly every day, right? Right, you get all of your. I love yeah. that you called it US Weekly. <laughs> like it's like fancier than it is. It's Us Weekly. <laughs> I never knew that. 
U.S. Weekly makes it sound like it's like I almost you know, said USA I did today. say USS like it's you the did. Russian Weekly. You did. I would definitely probably pick somebody like Mindy Kaling, um, just to have like a good old time. Just because it would be the it would be the most fun. Yeah, it really would. She's what if she a crazy like person. You? Well, what then if? screw Mindy Kaling. I've heard that comedians can't really turn it off, and that. They're just constantly like throwing out jokes. And, and it's so, like a little bit too much. Yeah. And that maybe I'd cry and I'd end up being really sad because Mindy Kaling was mean to me. Yeah. I think that I would, I would choose one of two people. And I went with the movie industry mm. um, in my answer. Number one, I think I would choose Christopher Nolan. Oh. I, mm. I just am fascinated by his films. I'm fascinated by all, you know, Inception and the Batmans. And what's the other one about space that I saw 13 times in theaters with uh, Matthew McConaughey? What is it? It's not gravity. That's about um, Susan Sarandon. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Susan Sarandon. That's Sandra Bullock. And you're thinking of Interstellar. Oh my gosh, Interstellar. I basically funded that film. I saw it 13 times in theaters. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wish there was a film about Susan Sarandon as an um, astronaut. Astronaut. Get on that, Hollywood. There is money to be made. (laughs) We will go see it. (laughs) That's so true. I would love to have um, maybe not dinner with him so much as I would like to slowly convince him to allow me to be in one of his films. And that would be my ultimate dream. That's like a second layer of intrigue there. Yeah. You're like kind of manipulating Christopher Nolan. Wow. If I could do that, I mean, you deserve a role in one of those movies. Yeah, that's yeah, true. you do. Yeah, yeah so I would do. take Christopher Nolan, um, or along your Mindy Kaling. I would. I think it'd be so fun to uh, have dinner with Meryl Streep. Yes, yes, yes. Can't you just imagine? It'd be like just great. Would could we make her like? Could we sing a duet together? <laughs> could we go yes. to a piano bar and sing a, a duet? Mama Mia, and then maybe she could cook a meal for us as Julia Child. And then, oh yeah, yeah, like just like go, go on a I didn't journey even, gosh, through all the characters. You know what? Forget that movie industry. Be gone. I want to have dinner with Thomas Keller. I want to have dinner uh, at Chez Panis with Alice Waters, and I want to cook with these like giants of our culinary society here in the U.S. So I want to have dinner with all four people. Okay. It's your question. Yeah. You just live your dream, baby. I still think I'd choose Mindy Kaling. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, yeah, this is my problem. I like to answer one question with all the answers I could right. potentially like. Right. But that also is like rounding you out. I, I mean, I'm falling in love with you. Just like mm. right now. It's like, move over, Jesse. Look at you making strong eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving question on. number two. Numero dos. Would you like to be famous in what way? In my heart of hearts, the answer of that question is no. I would not want to be famous. You're different. My In my heart of hearts <laughs> that you wouldn't want to disclose, my instant answer was like, duh. <laughs> I think because I know myself so well that the power wow. would go to my head instantly and I would just be a terrible person. A ter- I think I just would... Wow. The fame Self- would rock me, man. The fame would rock me. Yeah. 
That's true. I couldn't handle the heat. No. I couldn't handle it. No. I, I just, I think it would be, I think surfacey. you're like, oh, be famous? Yeah, that sounds awesome. But it kind of sounds terrible. It kind of sounds like, I really like being able to like live my life and like go to Trader Joe's without anybody bothering me. And you can't do that when you're famous, you know? And so if I were to be famous, it would be for this podcast and nobody would know what I looked like. So I could go to Trader <laughs> Joe's and get my juicy mango and not be bothered and like juicy mango. Yeah. What a sweet, delicious treat for $2.99. Oh my gosh, I'm addicted to it. And if you're famous, yeah. you're addicted to other stuff, probably. Okay. I do want to be famous <laughs> for sure. Tell me about it. I think that have you heard of um this person? I don't know her real name, but she goes by Geronimo Balloons. <laughs> <laughs> She makes massive balloon installations (laughs) and they are cool. Like they take over the sides of buildings. They are just all of these balloons and they're crazy and they're chaotic and I love it. And that to me is a worthy cause. That is where I would want to be famous. You're doing the hand motion right now that people do when they're running for president, where they're not <laughs> pointing, but they're just like using their thumb to kind of like make a point in a fist. You're yeah. just like talking about these giant. I feel, I feel so invested in being famous like Geronimo Balloons. And she's cool, man. She's this like Turkish woman. <laughs> she just keeps getting better. <laughs> I would be so into it. And then, you know, I'd be filthy rich because people would want my balloon installations everywhere. And I'd travel the world and I'd blow up them balloons and I'd wrap them around buildings. And I'd have all the resources of a rich person to be able to take fun, fancy trips with my friends. And then I would surprise my friends with these envelopes that would be like pink and sparkly and gold. And I would say, guess what? We're all going to Greece. And we would fly in economy class because that's how rich people stay rich. They don't do extravagant things across every decision. So they fly in economy class, all my friends. We didn't get a jet or buy out a cabin. And we did just stay with a standard meal. No wines or beers. <laughs> and we I arrived- literally can't breathe right now because I'm laughing so hard. We arrived to Greece in which we have... Rented a shoddy yacht that almost doesn't run, but guess what? We're there. Can the yacht please be called shoddy yacht? Because that <laughs> sounds amazing. Yeah. I also I think I would hire someone to make a fake rap video of us. And we would sing gold shoddy. bikinis. Except <laughs> let's be real, we're entering into our late, upper, early, premature middle age. So we're gonna wear one piece. Gold one pieces. <laughs> Amen, one, sister. I know yeah. you saw my eyes wide on that. I was like, oh no, Carrie Fisher, yeah. we are not. Uh need that one piece. Mm, R.I.P. You know, R.I.P. So yeah, yeah I, certainly. <laughs> Duh. I wanna be famous. Okay, that makes me totally want to change my answer. Yeah, yours is boring. You percent. said you still wanna go to Trader Joe's. I, <laughs> I wanna pay someone to go to Trader Joe's while I make balloons. And throw sparkles off of buildings just because. And dollar bills. And honestly, M&M's. I want to be famous for just being your random friend. Not even your assistant, because that's like you would pay me. But it's like, I'm like... How are you going to make your, your living? In your entourage. How are you going to pay your insurance? I am in your entourage, <laughs> but just because I'm cool. Famous by association. Maybe I tie a balloon or two. 
Morgan, there are some serious flaws in your plan already. Famous by association people have to do things like go to club openings and become like the special guest appearance. It's, you know, they have but to do things to make if dollars. What a Trader Joe's opening? I would be there in a minute. Only you <laughs> would be a celebrity friend and you would turn down some Vegas you know, opening, which sounds horrible, but would probably pay you $20,000. Right. You, you know, Trader Joe's would say, hey, can you come and open up our new Pasadena store? And you'd be like, heck yeah, I'll be there. Uh, if you got juicy mango, I will be there. <laughs> you my better name believe is, it. My name is Morgan. Morgan. I'm a mermaid. I'm a mermaid from the sea and I love juicy mango. <laughs> See, this is maybe why you're married and I'm not. You're cooler than me. I'm well, just like not true. a hype man for mangoes. Although 2017. Make Morgan cool again. Make Morgan cool again. That's the new <laughs> motto. We're working on it. Find Morgan a blind date so that Archibald Merchantberry can be a person. We, again, have different mottos. Yours is make Morgan cool again. Mine is Gracie, have more integrity. <laughs> <laughs> make them balloon arches, girl. All right. Okay. Our, the last question we're going to cover of this 36 questions. This is question three. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Why? Yes. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've learned so much about you. <laughs> yes. Um, Why? I don't all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't often. But I think that... Let me take a step back into my childhood for you. T take me on a journey. I used to have conversations with myself about potential conversations that might exist. Mm -hmm. And I would have the entire conversation from my, as me as the main character. And then I would step into like one of the other people to be like responding on all of their ways, mm -hmm. which would subtly change the entire conversation and go into a completely different direction, which is a part of my very neurotic mind. Yes. You're also such a youngest child. You're like, I talked to myself growing up. <laughs> I made plays. <laughs> Nobody watched them. <laughs> One woman plays. My debut will be in the attic at 4.35 p.m. <laughs> Front row reserved for the stuffed animals. <laughs> Ain't nobody else there. Sometimes I do like to... Uh, think about what I'm going to say on the phone, not for standard conversations, more so for conversations where I am going to convince someone, I'm going to incept someone. I like to think about it for right. a hot minute. Or, you know, I saw this thing online the other day that said, um, and I think this is true of our lives, it said, I'm not a ride or die kind of chick. I have questions like, where are the bathrooms? Are there going to be snacks? How long will this take? <laughs> Why are we dying? Why, why are we dying? <laughs> so I think that I just mostly have questions. Right. That yeah, You're a responsible telephone communicator, which is why you're thinking through all the things. For me, I just hate talking on the phone. I hate it. So if I can ever get out of talking on the phone, like if you call me, I'm probably going to text you. <laughs> That, yeah. Which I know is bad. It's very bad. It's hard for relationships. Because you work with the tweens. It's the kids, man. Yeah. They're all up in your business all the time. And you just got to keep them on that text leash. You know what I'm saying? But also, I just get a lot of fear about talking on the phone. I don't know why. It weirds me out that I can't see people. And, Interesting. And um, I want to be able to see them. I like FaceTime for that reason. Um, but just like talking to a voice in the universe is like, it's just kind of stressful to me. And actually, I remember when I first got an iPhone, 
one of my friends, the thing, I, this is the thing on the iPhone, which is like a super ridiculously freakishly awesome smart computer that fits in your pocket. And the thing I was the most excited about was that there was an app where you could call people's voicemail directly. What? And you did not have to <laughs> risk them answering the phone. You could just leave them a voicemail. And this was game-changing information to me. Number it one, was, I didn't even know that app existed. Yeah. What's it called? I can't remember what it's like. It was like called Fox Call or something like that. I don't remember. I'll look it up. But you're like a ghost, man. It, you're like a phone I ghost. And I would, it, it, it skipped the ring. So all of a sudden your phone would just beep and you'd have a voicemail from me because a fox called you because I hate talking on the phone, but I wanted to be like. How do you feel about handheld radios? Like to listen to or to like talk to? What? No. Handheld radio, two-way radio communication. Oh, like a ham radio? Everybody feels great about hand radios. You just take it wherever you are like a boom box. I'm talking about two-way radios. Like I'm on one end of the earth and you're on the other and we're yeah, like, we're radioing. and we have code names. Well, yes. Yeah. In this scenario, <laughs> yes. We have code names and special hats. No. Yeah. Um, Morgan the mermaid. Um, I think that wouldn't bother me because I don't know why. Hmm. The phone is just like, if we're going to talk on a two-way radio, it's like, I'm anticipating that you're going to be talking back to me. With the phone, you're just calling and people, when people call me, I'm always like, how do you not know you're interrupting my life? You know? I yeah. got things to do. Usually not, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna take a step back in my mind, and I think that Jesse, when he he was like really big into phone calls, also Jesse's not very big into texting. If he has like one question, like "Hey, what time am I get? And what time are we eating lunch?" He'll call. he calls, which not cool. Sometimes, <laughs> all the time, I, I is it. like very bothersome that's to me. How, that's how he and I are different. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we are different one, people. <laughs> you're so different. Um, okay. But when we first started dating, he would call all the time. And I remember having these little miniature panic attacks because I wasn't accustomed any longer to speaking on the phone, but you know, like yes. with, with someone yeah. who you didn't know very well, but think about middle school, that's like, all you did was talk on the phone so because true. you're only allowed on AOL instant messenger so many hours a yeah. day. I actually literally got kicked off after an hour. Like the, oh. the AOL, my parents had a timer on it. It would not work after an hour. They're geniuses. They kept that on a tight leash. <laughs> well, I have like 15 accounts, so I would just log into a different account. <laughs> One was, I'm the next karate kid. All caps. And that's not why like you wanted life. to be famous? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. One, I think that that is an interesting thing that you should explore more fully about why you hate the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably go on a date with Blind Date Dan and he could tell me all about it. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> Read all of your personality results. Yeah. Well, I feel more in love with you in a platonic way. Exactly. Yeah. You feel more in love with me in a platonic way. Yeah. That's how friendship should work every day. I think that if you really did go through all these questions with someone, one, you would be somewhere for hours. So you should have snacks and meals and bathroom breaks and honestly, stretchy breaks. Yeah. Ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the snacks if we're going to have all these combos? Yeah. We're going to need to do some yoga moves. I've been sitting on my butt for three hours I while will, we talk about I our parental need, issues. I will need lots of juicy mango. Mm, <laughs> that is for boxes. sure. And juice boxes. You're right. Point being, people who have human interactions tend to be the winners of life. Amen, sister. Stitch it on a pillow. That's right. Online dating can be weird, but is also a great frontier. Blind dates can be super weird, but we're a great frontier. Yeah. And I'm open to it all. Yeah. 
I think that's what it is. It's openness. Do you feel open? I feel open. Do you feel open? I feel open. (laughs) Will, if you're out there, I will go curling with you. Bye. (laughs) Coming on strong there. Is that too much? Will, I'll go curling with you. It's me trying to be open. I'm a mermaid. I'm in the fishy ocean tank. All right, go make a balloon (laughs) arch somewhere. (laughs) Lila's. This has been our first episode back, our first episode in 2017 of One Life Mama. Woo And we're going to end this episode the way we ended the other episodes of 2016, and that is with a challenge. Challenge? Riddle me this, Morgan. What is our challenge? The challenge? Well, it's, there's a lot of pressure. It's actually really just a challenge for me, in part. And the challenge is, this time, this episode... Between now and the next episode, I am going to go on a date. Be it a blind date or an internet date, I will be on a date. That's a big step. That's a big commitment. It's a lot uh, more of a big commitment than our previous challenges. Such challenges have been go eat hot dogs at the bar with your friends. Easy. Uh, (laughs) Not as easy. Don't buy anything online for a week. Terrible. (laughs) Choose an EPL team. I, I still follow Liverpool on Instagram. That's like, I feel really dedicated. I'm like, it's my team. So this is a bigger leap. Yes. It's a bigger leap, but you're going to do it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to yeah. be incredible. You're going to have a human experience. Yeah. It might be weird. Hopefully it will be weird because that makes for better podcast material. <laughs> right. In honor of the courage and the commitment of what you're doing. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're going to build me a balloon arch? Yeah. <laughs> Walk through this and you shall be made into a new creature. Oh, I cannot wait. I'll be a mermaid. <laughs> a beautiful mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> An Austrian mermaid. <laughs> Again, took a turn. What yeah. You were saying something okay, kind My nice commitment to, me. to you yes. uh, is to is to be a hype man, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a date hype man. A date hype man. I think everyone should get themselves a date, date. <laughs> <laughs> a dipe, a dipe hop man. A date hype man or a woman. Um, this is my commitment is that I will go and I'll be as weird as I possibly can, the weirdest version of myself. Uh, which I love. Yeah, so that you can appear very level-headed and not, you know... Crazy. Not which crazy. Which I need. Yeah. Which I need. And honestly, it's a pretty easy commitment for me to be as weird as I possibly can around a stranger because I like that. Yeah. Ain't no shame on your part. <laughs> I have also committed to you as um, your gal pal to... Uh, what's the phrase? I'm going to like like lobby you up a, uh, for a for a strike for a are you, shot. Are you talking about for vo- a spike? You're talking about volleyball. <laughs> you're doing a hand motion like you're doing volleyball. Yes. What is the phrase? You're gonna set me a ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna set you up some balls. <laughs> I'm gonna set you up some balls, and you're gonna make some strike points. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what is in store for my new dating leaf that we're turning over and uh godspeed godspeed and good night
for listening to One Life Mama podcast, where semi-interesting people discuss semi-interesting topics. As always, intro music by our good pal, Matt Fayoyan, and this week, guest music by the lady queen herself, Beyonce, grown woman.